the Nerd Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi, nerds. Welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. We are recording this at the beginning of October, so it's officially spooky season. I mean, it's been spooky season since August 1st for me, so, Which, that's fair. My old rule of thumb until 2020 threw that out the window used to be, is Disney having the Halloween parties? Then Natalie is allowed to decorate and go to Spirit Halloween and have her pumpkin spice latte. And usually those start like mid-August now. I mean, someday they're just going to start it after the 4th of July, which is honestly fine with me. I have no complaints about that. Yeah, I mean, it's fine with me. I like Halloween better than the 4th of July, so we can just (laughs) (laughs) replace it. All year thing. And you can be spooky all year, right? Yes. Just everyone's spooky in October, but if you're feeling your spook self on like April 15th, then be Tax spooky. day. Tax day is pretty spooky. <laughs> Wait, isn't that also Kevin's birthday? Yes, which is also spooky. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all good. I mean, you can be into pumpkins, cinnamon, cooler weather witches, wizards, all of that, any time of year. You don't have to wait for October. Yes, and speaking of witches and wizards and pumpkin-shaped things, we're doing a super special episode this time, and we're doing our very first interview of my super good friend, Shelby Shadro, who runs uh, the SD shop Mischief Melted, which I am obsessed with, and I have been since the moment she started it. Uh, I had a great segue into this about pumpkins, and that's because some of the waxes are pumpkin-shaped. Hey! (laughs) I love spooky season as much as the next person, but the pumpkins really top it off. It's very spooky. I'm trying to figure out something to get into Christmas, and it might just be pumpkins, so we might have to wait and see, but it might be pumpkins for Christmas season, too. I mean, things like squash, gourds, all of that. I mean, they're allowed through winter, right? Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's what a pumpkin is. I think it's allowable. So, <laughs> well, and I look forward to like comfy socks and sweaters. So, I'm like, maybe we can find something with like stockings or sweaters and just kind of get into the Christmas spirit that way. Oh, I know. I feel like we're going to have to do a second interview with you around Christmas for Harry Potter Christmas. But before we get too much into that, we'll let you officially introduce yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So my name is Shelby Shudrow, just like Chelsea said. I run the Etsy shop Mischief Managed, and I started it in July as a kind of way to keep my hands busy during the pandemic and just kind of integrate a lot of what I love in Harry Potter and a need for my wax melts that I love so dearly. And I mean, who doesn't love a good wax melt, right? (laughs) Well, a lot of my friends had never heard of them or never used them. And they would, I purchased a wax melter just so I could try these. And so I thought that was really kind and sweet. And I was like, I grew up with Cincy and Yankee Candles making these. Yeah. So to me, it was like, oh, I, I can't believe you haven't heard of it. I know. That's crazy to me, too, because I feel like that's that's always been a thing. I know Chelsea has um, 
a melter or a warmer. That's the word I want. A wax warmer that we yes. had when we lived together so long ago and she still has it. Yes. I mean, who hasn't heard of wax melts? I don't know. Oh, that's what I thought. I couldn't believe it. A lot of people have never heard of them. And so I, they would ask me, they still ask me questions, to be honest, and I'm happy to answer questions, but it, it just blew my mind that a lot of people had never heard of them. So yeah, yeah they are wax melts. We aren't really like a really big candle family, I guess. And so it was just always a really easy thing to bring to college or apartments and it's a really great way to keep your house smelling fresh and nice and I love them. And be safe because they're not going to burn down your house. So <laughs> exactly. There's no flame. Yes. So before we talk more about your amazing wax melts and all of that, um, Chelsea, do you want to share the story of how you guys became friends? Oh, yes. Not only do I love Shelby's wax melts, but that's not how we became <laughs> friends. We've been friends for a very long time, and we were actually randomly assigned roommates in the Disney College program way back in 2014. So I think it was definitely oh fate because we didn't like meet each other online or like try and you know get linked together before then. We just walked into our apartment that day and moved in together, and it was magical. <laughs> it's been magical Isn't ever that since. Crazy, like. I still think about that and how crazy it is that you could be randomly assigned to somebody and have to live with somebody for that long. And Chelsea is one of my nearest and dearest and bestest friends. And it's just crazy how it was all random. I know. One of the best things that Disney college program ever gave me. I know. We were actually supposed to be um, my roommates from my first program roommates and then some other friends too from my first program in 2010 oh my god in Disneyland we're actually at the first week of September this year supposed to be doing a 10-year reunion at Disneyland so thanks to the Rona that did not happen but um hopefully we'll be doing that next year so but this episode actually isn't focused on Disney um (laughs) it is in fact focused on our uh, one of our other great loves, Harry Potter, and those stories, and apparently our great love of wax melts that we share that some people are just getting to introduce themselves to. You know, what I actually think now that we've talked about how some people don't really know what wax melts are or are not familiar with them, I think you should give a little 30-second explainer pitch on what is a wax melt? No problem. I've done all the research. Don't worry. (laughs) I um, think the best way to describe it is kind of like a waxless candle. So it still has the wax and it still has the fragrance and it still has the capability to melt down and release that fragrance, but it just doesn't involve a flame in any sense, except if you have a tea light warmer, which I know some people do opt for that, especially in Uh, the United Kingdom. They're really big in the UK and a lot of them use the tea light method. So that would involve a flame, but it's essentially just um, that candle without all of the hard, messy candle capabilities, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I actually did like a lot of research on the proportions of 
how much you can put into as like a fragrance. So there's a whole scientific method behind how you make these. And I'm sure there's an even more scientific method on how you make a candle. But I was like, okay, wax melts are pretty as simple as you can go. Let's start with that. And I know a lot of Etsy people start with the wax melts and then they move on to the candles. So that's always an option. But I've just always liked the wickless option, I guess, without the the flame. Mm -hmm. And I know I, I never know what to do when I get to the bottom of a candle, like, okay, what do I do with this container? <laughs> or like, I feel bad throwing it away. And like, when you have the melts, you know, when they finally lose their scent after a while, you know, you can just clear out that wax and you still have your warmer. Yeah. And actually, so all of mine are dyed with a candle dye so they are colored but you could actually melt it down and use it as like a wax stamp or you could use it in your own way to have your own wax melts you could make your own if you wanted to there's a lot of different ways that I know a lot of people use them um, once they've used all of their fragrance out of them so there's it's a good it's a good ecological footprint system that yeah. you don't have the containers and you don't have any of the residue yeah, there's all these really like nice. extra benefits to just like having really a really fun way to make your house smell good, but you know, it just how it's like this fun little thing, but there's all these side benefits. I love it. So, how did you get started on the wax melt idea? And like what were your first batches like? Well, okay, so to to really think about it. So, I went back to when I was trying to decide when I would start the business. And I had had this on my mind for a while because I would go to Etsy and I would try to find wax melts that were either Disney themed or Harry Potter themed. And there is a very large demand of Disney. I can tell you that a yeah. lot of people have Disney wax melts. But there wasn't a lot of people in the Harry Potter business. And if there was, it was usually a branch off of their Disney. And so they would only have a couple, like, few select scents that were Harry Potter inspired. So I was like, well, there, there is a market for it here. Like, you could actually take a lot of different scents that these Disney people are doing and just make them Harry Potter inspired. So, um that's kind of what I did. I started thinking, well, if I wanted to smell butterbeer, which is a very oversaturated scent in Etsy, <laughs> butterbeer is one of like the first ones you can find on Harry Potter wax melts. And so that's actually where I started. I said, okay, I can make a butterbeer one. Whether I sell it or not, I at least can say, this is a starting point and this is this is where I can go up from there. So that's what I did. I started with Butterbeer. I actually have a ton of them and I've just never placed them on Etsy or I've never tried to sell them because I wanted to do different scents. I wanted to be something different than just the same that everybody else had. Mm -hmm. Which is it. I love that you started with this one that because it, it, it was almost like, okay, well, everyone else is doing that, and I know that, but was it a little bit like, okay, but I want to see what the Shelby version of Butterbeer is, just so, like, I know, and <laughs> yeah. starting with this thing well, that is yours. And that's, it's kind of funny, because 
you can look up Butterbeer wax mill on Etsy and you can actually go in and see sometimes people will list every single fragrance that they've used or the brand of fragrance that they used and you could probably make Butterbeer in 1500 different ways. There <laughs> are bet. a lot of yeah, there's a lot of recipes that people use or they add their own. And so I think I went for a safe option and I just did like a butterscotch and a marshmallow, I think, were the two scents that I used and I combined them together. And it's just finding that perfect ratio of what Shelby's butterbeer would have been. Mm-hmm. So how how long do you experiment with a new, I always want to say a new flavor, but I know you don't eat these. <laughs> but no, long, please do not eat them. <laughs> yeah, even though they look like cute little beans and snacks, definitely don't eat them. But how long do you experiment with a new scent before you feel like, okay, this is it? So I am going to be completely honest. It probably takes me less than 10 minutes to figure (laughs) out that the scent is correct and right and I'm ready for it. Because I had this huge like thought process and I have lists and lists of names and ideas and colors and fragrances that I want to use and I have them all linked up in years. So I I have a thought process and when I think about it, so uh, butterbeer is a very good one. So when I think of butterbeer, I think it's heavily butterscotched with a little mm-hmm. bit of marshmallow. So that's like a visual representation that if you went to um, the movie or if you went to Universal, you could see a visual representation. It's kind of good to start with that. And so that's what I would do. I would say, okay, well, I have this much butterscotch and this much marshmallow. So that would kind of help for my ratio of that sense. So on the ones that I don't really have a good um, idea, so like Potions Master. Potions Master, I have sandalwood and lily. I usually do like a 50-50 ratio on that sense or very equal portions. And if that isn't correct, that's when I start kind of trying to tweak them. But it's, I start small and I do like one drop at a time of each into like a cup. And I smell that and make sure that that proportion for me is okay. And that's usually a very quick, like, okay, that smells good. Or no, mm-hmm. that does not smell right. Let's fix that. So it's, it's, it's pretty quick process, I think. I love that it's like making a potion too. You got to put like yeah. the little drop in. <laughs> I always <laughs> just adding the little colors and the shimmer to it. I'm like, oh, my, I'm potion making here. Please, guys, <laughs> please <laughs> let me be. <laughs> I'm in, I'm vibing over here making potions. <laughs> oh, I would love to smell that uh, butterbeer one someday. But the ones that I find really interesting because um, you know butterbeer I'm I'm sure it smells great but that's one that like you think of butterbeer and you have a scent in mind like everyone kind of knows what butterbeer would smell like and you already talked about this a little yeah. bit but I love your ones that are like one of my favorites is the mirror of desire like it smells so <gasps> good too. and how like what is the process of okay we have the mirror of desire and this is like what that's would smell like So typically, um, like I said, I have a 
I have a document that when I sat there and I was watching the movie, I was, I was like, this is what I think that smells like. And so then comes the fragrances that I purchase. So I order bulk of a bunch of different fragrances at a time and some of them get used and some of them I haven't touched. And that just goes, I try to stick to my list but there's a lot of times. So actually, that's funny that you bring this up. Mirror of Desire started off as the scent of Lumos, but it also helps that, so um, Lumos, I had to have, in my mind, I had to have that glow in the dark feature and that would consist of a very light color and so light to me, I was like, well, I have a honey and an oat and a milk one. That to me is light. So it's key words that in my mind, that's what I think of. I was thinking, well, that's light. So that Lumos scent was actually going to be Mirror of Desire. But then I purchased a shipment of um, the one that I have in Mirror of Desire currently, which is kind of like a, a volcano dupe from anthropology. I don't know if anybody likes that candle. I loved that candle. And so I, I just, I found it mostly for myself, to be completely honest. I was like, I'm going to make one for myself. And then I was like, oh, but this is so good. And I want to share it with everyone. And so that kind of turned into, well, this could be a fall collection, a very limited edition, because it is, it is hard to purchase and find and buy that kind of bulk in that fragrance. So um, that also is taken into account that it would have to be a limited edition. I love that you kind of start with like the name or the thing rather than like, okay, well, I've got these scents. What does that look like? Like, I, I just think that's like a true, um, that's a true Harry Potter fan, you know, like <laughs> I, I wish I could have been here for this. So what does that smell like? Like looking at your fall collection, which I really need to get some of these, just thinking like death day party, like what would that smell like to be at that? You know, it's, it's just such a cool, um, it's just a cool thought process to me as someone who's like so obsessed with Harry Potter. Yeah. And that, you know, I try to take into account that it would hold true like a death day party because that's, that's something you probably never want to smell in your life. And <laughs> troll in the dungeon is probably something you never want to smell in your life, but it's, it's those things that, um, I start with the name, and so then I make the batch. And sometimes uh, another good example is I had the eagle and the badger. Those mm -hmm. two were actually initially switched. And the moment I smelled them, I was like, no, it can't be. It has to be the other way around. And it's just like there's just a moment where you smell them and you're like, that's the right, that's the right name for it or that's the right um, – that's the right color. There's a couple different steps. So the only one that I've done the very opposite of everything that I'm saying is <laughs> troll in the dungeon. So that one started off with no name. It just started off with the fragrance mm -hmm. and I put the fragrance in and I said, okay, this is going to be one. I just don't know which one. And I put the color in as it was supposed to be a yellow, a very pretty yellow and it did not turn out a very pretty yellow. It turned out a very ugly booger color. And I said, well, that's going to be Troll in the Dungeon. And so 
I, I have this list and that's just the, the one that was picked for that one. I love that, that it really is like potions too. Cause I mean, sometimes they're just going to do what they want to do. You know, even if you had a different intention for that. So as someone who does PR and social for her day job, the, you know, the the regular part of my life, um, I really, really love what you do on social and in the shop with your photos, with the pictures that you take to stage the melts, just because, I mean, you could put a little bag with the melts, you know, draped across there, but you have the books, you have little props and it just makes everything feel, it's just so atmospheric, even with a picture. So how do you go about setting all of that up? Well, I, I obviously have to credit the illustrated books a lot because those, I, I, find a lot of inspiration out of the illustrated versions of the books, but I also want it to mostly be true to the books. So there have been times where um, I've thought, oh, well, I'm out of the movie, but I, I want to keep it more towards the books because that's where I first found my love of Harry Potter. And mm-hmm. those are kind of just special moments that you might not know about the death day party because you didn't read the book because it was never in the movie. And so I wanted to tie it back into the books without trying to make it all about the books. And that's where I I try to shop local at our thrift shops and integrate some of the, I have little bottles that are misshapen and I have little glass domes that Um, just kind of give it a different element without putting the full focus on the illustrated books or the the actual chapter books. And I just try to, I try to keep it true to Harry Potter while still being like visually appealing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I just appreciate that it's, I, I always appreciate shopping from like a small business, but this isn't like going to Walmart and buying your Yankee candle pack of wax melts. Like there's an element of experience here and even just through photos, if someone's not coming into an actual shop and buying from you, they're still like getting it online, which I just think is really cool. Yeah. And that's, I, I have never shared like that. I go and get props from local stores or anything. And, you know, that's probably something that I could use as a selling point, but to me, it's just kind of important that uh, I do shop local and I try to keep it eco-friendly. Another thing that I do that I don't, advertise as much as I probably should is all of the packaging that I currently use is biodegradable and recycled material. So all of my bags, they're very weird feeling bags sometimes, and they kind of feel like a plastic or a cardboard, but they are 100% recyclable and 100% biodegradable. And those are little things that I know a lot of people take advantage of, especially in the Etsy market, but it's just things that I keep close to myself because to me that's important and I don't want to push that if it's not important to somebody else, you know, that might not be your selling factor, but to me that was important. Uh, Every time I've gotten an order from you and those little bags are so cute and I love how (laughs) they're not like, you know, they could have come in like a nice 90 degree angle boring box but it just adds more to like the whole little experience that it comes in this little bag and it's so cute and it has the little um, custom stamp on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've already said a little bit about 
some of my favorites of your wax melts. Um, now I know I have to get more mirror of desire and make it last since it's <laughs> a seasonal one and not a forever one. And it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, but I'm interested yeah. in what your favorite ones are, or if that's like asking you to pick your favorite child. <laughs> well, when I talk to people, I always say, oh, that's my favorite. And I hate saying it because I legitimately, I'm not lying. I would never put out one that I'm like, I think this is not good. I would, I would never put it up if I didn't, if I didn't personally enjoy it, I guess. There are ones like Chocolate Frog that I seriously dislike in the sense that I don't like the chocolate flavored, but there's people that love it. And, you know, it's, there is, there are scents that are not my favorite. Let's say that. <laughs> but <laughs> if I had to pick one, I think Troll in the Dungeon is my favorite. And it has a little bit to do with that backstory that it, it kind of, was supposed to be something beautiful and magical and it just didn't turn out that way but just the scent it's a um I think it's called autumn fig or fig autumn something or other and that's the only scent I used it was pre-mixed into its own beautifulness and I love that one that one is probably by far my favorite <laughs> Yeah, you have totally sold me on that one through this conversation, by the way. So, because it's, I do love the the story of that. But I think out of the ones that I've had, um, I've tried so far, the, I did love the experience of melting the chocolate frog, just because mm -hmm. it was, it, they look exactly like the little chocolate frogs. Uh -huh. And um, it did smell, if you really love chocolate, like it, it was amazing. But I think out of the other ones, I've enjoyed all of them. But my favorite, I think, has definitely been um, Fluffy's Lullaby because it has like the lavender in it, which I really like. And just the, just the name and all of that, it's another one of those like, I really get where that moment is and it just feels cool as like a Harry Potter fan. So that's definitely been my favorite. Yeah, that one... It, I knew I had to have something with like a lavender and like a eucalyptus because prior to buying or really getting down to the thought process, I researched a lot of the popular scents, I guess you could say, that sell very well in the candle or wax smell industry. And I cannot stand the smell of lavender it is one of my least favorite. So that was one that I was like, okay, if we're going to have lavender, I could see like a fluffy and I could see like a sleepy time or you are ready to go to bed. And so that kind of started that thought process on that one. That one, I, I do actually really like it, but I do not like lavender. So that one's a hard <laughs> one for me to, to agree with, but I totally <laughs> like that. <laughs> I totally well, like that you like that one. <laughs> it's, it makes me laugh how, like, you were talking about chocolate not being your favorite and lavender, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, we're, like, totally opposites. So, <laughs> so you are definitely serving a need for me with those, though, so. <laughs> and that's the thing is I've always been very terrified. I To this day, I'm so scared that I'm putting out scents that I know that I like, that I I know I can't please everyone, and I know I can't 
cater to everyone, but as long as I knew that I liked it at where I was sending it out to people, I was like, I felt good about it, but I'm, I'm still so nervous that people are going to receive their wax melts and just, just be horrified and don't like the sense. And I, th I think that's been the hardest thing to overcome is be like, now, please don't try to, please don't try to not hurt my feelings because you're not going to hurt my feelings, but please really tell me if you don't like them. Like I used to send those texts to Chelsea all the time. Like, <laughs> please tell me, I need you to be honest. <laughs> well, if it, if it makes you feel, um, even better. I've actually had them burning or not burning. They're not burning. They're melting. I've had them warming and melting a couple times when the, um, company that cleans our house for us a couple times a month when they've been in and every single time they have told me that they smell really good and oh. it's been different ones every time. So people who have no idea what they are, who you are or anything have actually told me. <laughs> so Okay, that's a relief. It honestly, like, it's something, it's the insecurity in me. I'm like, are people just being nice? Mm -hmm. I, I totally understand that too. And I think that's really common with creative people because it's just, you're putting so much of yourself out there. Cause like, again, it's not like Yankee candle things you bought at Walmart, <laughs> you know, like this is you and very personal, but I think that's what makes it super cool. Yeah. And I think that's a, a pro of wax melts over candles because you can get a bunch of different scents of wax melts and then you can figure out like what kind of scents you like and what kinds you don't. And then you're not stuck with like a 20 ounce jar of a scent that you don't like. Mm -hmm. That's very true. In a candle. That's a very good point. So do you think as your shop keeps growing I know Mischief Melted, obviously the name is definitely a, a Harry Potter reference, but do you think you would ever expand outside of Harry Potter to other fandoms or other types of scents? Yeah, so I've actually, I have ideas of fandoms, I guess you could say, outside of Harry Potter. And I have very in-depth with friends and a couple of ideas between Pirates of the Caribbean and It, which are all very great fandoms that I love and enjoy. And I love everything about a lot of um, everything. It's, I'm pretty sold new to Friends. I've seen them all the way through, but I haven't done enough research to feel like I would be the person advocating, I guess, for those sins. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where it stops me. It's really not even about like, the mischief melted where it is very Harry Potter centered. Um, I just, like you said, they're very personal and I feel like I know Harry Potter pretty much inside and out from this point where I would just feel like I would be doing the fandom a disservice if I like got one wrong and I would feel very terrible if I put out sense through those fandoms that weren't like to their specifications where with Harry Potter I'm like oh no I know better than you do <laughs> yeah I'll fight you on that so <laughs> <laughs> I know which like, isn't true but yeah it's it's one of those things that I'm like I just I'm so passionate about Harry Potter that I would fight until the death that this is what mm -hmm. it means to me and I I don't have those ties to other things but I still feel like I I could and would put out sense to those different fandoms 
if the right now I have a lot on my plate with years one through seven and then doing the um, seasonal. So I, I'm, I'm obviously doing the fall collection right now. And then I also have the scents already purchased, ready to go for Christmas and New Year's. So I have a lot on my plate between seven years and those seasonals, but I have thought about friends in depth very much. Yes. And I know not the friends fandom, thankfully, but I know there's some fandoms that are just really kind of scary. Like even if you like yes. the, what they're focused on, just the fans themselves are really scary. So <laughs> it's very intense. And I just don't want to, I, I really don't want to make anybody angry in that sense because I have the names picked out for some of the friends and I'm just sitting there like, I, I really don't know what I could do with this yet. Yet being the keyword. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you think once you get through um, years one through seven, do you think you'll do any related to Cursed Child? Personally, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoughts that probably do not <laughs> need to go out into the world at the moment, but I personally did not relate to Cursed Child like I did to the original seven books. Yeah, so you're just going to okay. stick to the, the core story. The core seven, yeah. That's where my heart lies. So probably, probably not any, like, Fantastic Beasts either over there? No, and, you know, I have given them all fair chances. I have been at every midnight premiere. I have purchased the Cursed Child book. I've read the Cursed Child book, but it's just, it doesn't hold that special place that Harry Potter always found itself in my heart. Which is a fair point. So, and like you said, with years one to seven, and then every season that's going to come up every year, <laughs> I feel like you have tons of opportunities too, like creative ways Absolutely. you can take it. Yeah, I have, well, and the thing is, is I even have names for ones that I know I'll never make. So one that I know I'll never make is Ron Smudge. And that just sits at the top of my little idea list for year one. And it's just, I, if I did it justice, it would be like a dirt scent. And I just can't justify making a dirt scented uh, <laughs> wax melt. So that's the, the, there's things that I run into with that, but then I have lists and lists and lists for year two and year three and year four. And for somebody in the position that I'm in, I wouldn't believe it, but I have a lot of ideas for even all the way up to year seven. Wow. I like even thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, what would I want to smell in Harry Potter? Because I should ask if you could like include that for consideration. <laughs> yeah. And if you have ideas, like send them my way. I could also send you the list that I have so that you could be be like, oh yeah, that one would be more my speed as opposed to this one. Or, you know, like I'm always, I ask my family mostly for recommendations just because I make them smell my wax scents. But to everyone else, it's kind of like, please like this. If you don't, please <laughs> let me know. That's kind of where it's at. So, I mean, I'm always open for suggestions. I'm always open for recommendations. So if you have one, like I'm up for the feedback, honestly. Oh gosh, the famous last words, because <laughs> I will probably bombard you. But <laughs> Well, if you ever really want to make a dirt 
scented one. Ryan and I will buy them all. It's Ryan's favorite <laughs> scent, like fresh. Is it really? Oh. Yes, I have bought him dirt scented candles before. That's and he wow. absolutely loves them. Yeah. <laughs> See, there, there's a market for yeah, this. Apparently. I feel like Chelsea's just being nice. <laughs> I, I don't I, I believe will make you. Him tell you <laughs> it's his favorite <laughs> smell. <laughs> That's crazy. See, that's the thing, though, is just when I think there's not a market for it, there turns up one in the most unlikely of places. There's always a Ryan Evans out there that will like the (laughs) off the wall scent. (laughs) So other than the one you mentioned that maybe now you'll make because it sounds like there's a market for it. Are there some others coming up for like year two that you're really excited about? Um, let me take a look at my list. I'm actually very excited for the Christmas ones. Shockingly, I haven't talked about this at all. Um, but there is a cranberry champagne one that I'm really excited for, for like a New Year's Eve. But I sometimes run into how to sell something like that as in what name I should put it with it, because to me, it has to have that connection it has to have like a death day party connection or you know something like that um Mm -hmm. year two let me just take a little scroll down year two um so for year one i was planning on doing a nimbus 2000 and again i haven't ruled it out but just certain scents went to um occupy a different one so for nimbus 2000 i think i was planning on doing uh, teak wood and a sandalwood, which are both mm-hmm. obviously a, a type of wood that would make up the broom. And I think I lent those out to other, since uh, other other names, I guess, in a way that I don't feel comfortable reselling the same sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. If it smelled too much like another one, I was like, oh, I don't really want to make people think that they need to buy both, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So that was one I was actually looking forward to. Oh, well, and I definitely love woodsy stuff, which I feel like over the, over the years, the one to seven, I mean, you'll have a lot of opportunity to do woodsy things in really creative ways too. Yeah, absolutely. With, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you could even do thinking about dirt. You could do something with like (laughs) graveyard dirt in year four, you know, that's kind of morbid, but like. (laughs) You guys, I mean, it's they, part of the story. It's part of the story. Yeah. So, it's all adults buying the wax melt. It's not like I mean, yeah. a six year old. So. Yeah, but they know what they're getting into at this point. If they've come this far, this deep into the Etsy, um, they probably know that they are Harry Potter fans. That's just what I choose to believe. Yeah. Um, one that I am actually very excited about, I have to throw this out there, is um, there's one Gilderoy Lockhart's favorite color. And if you read the books or watched the outtakes, his favorite color is lilac. So there are tons of fragrances that you could use with lilac. And that would obviously be a purple color. Mm-hmm. So those that's just... And then going off of that, in the fifth book, I have Lockhart's Doxy side that I was going to use like a lilac and an orange or something along that sense. So I get really excited 
excited about the ones that I know that the book readers will really, really grasp and hold on to because it's not really that apparent that it was part of the book, I guess, mm -hmm. or the movie. Yeah, it's those little little bits of trivia and just cool details. Yeah, that's what makes them so special. Yeah, and it lets me pour that like love of the fandom into it, I guess. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love Harry Potter. I love Black Smokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought it would be fun if we played a little game that I made up uh, earlier today when I was in between projects at work. So I don't know how much of a game it actually is, but I thought it would be fun and Harry Potter themed since Harry Potter is your expertise. And I like <laughs> to pretend I'm an expert, even though I take... Your little quizzes that you put on the Mischief Melted Instagram and I fail horribly. Oh, I know sometimes. I feel like <laughs> Natalie, how did you get that wrong? <laughs> okay, but to be fair, I have to put out there that I use the book for reference just to make sure that I'm getting the facts correct. So it's not even me, I would say. So don't feel bad about yourself. It's just I would sit there at night and listen to the books and be like, oh, that's such a good trivia question. And I started writing a lot of them down. And then I started, well, I was like, well, I could, I could use this for fun. We could start doing this for fun. Well, I, I try every time. <laughs> uh, but the game I came up with is much easier. And I was thinking about how we have a lot of pets between the three of us, particularly a fair amount of cats. And I think all the time about what Hogwarts house everyone's pet would be in, probably more than I should. Like in the pre-pandemic days, if I was at like a gathering and there was a dog, I would, you know, not be socializing, but thinking about like what Hogwarts house <laughs> would this, this border dog? collie go in? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to sort our pets and uh, yeah, and see if we all agree. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to start with our own personal houses? Yes. Okay. So I don't know if that influences where we put our pets or not, but I'm a Gryffindor. Uh, even after all these years, I still have trouble explaining why I'm a Gryffindor because I am like the most un-Gryffindor person on the surface. Uh, so I just like to say I am a Neville Longbottom kind of Gryffindor, uh, particularly <laughs> like year one, Neville Longbottom. But you know what? He was pivotal in year seven, and the actor had a big glow up. So that's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in you're in the house ultimately because you pick your own house, right? Yes. So yeah, that's little the whole ten thing. year old me was like, you know what? This feels right, and at 29, yeah. it still feels right. <laughs> I've I mean, never changed. Yeah. <laughs> Neville was literally almost Harry, so <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> He's like one step removed. He was very much a key player. Yes, very much. Um, I am a Ravenclaw, always have been. I think that's probably not very surprising <laughs> to anybody who knows me, but it's just another thing. Like from the first time I read the book, I was like, yep, that's, that's me. I am a Ravenclaw stereotypically through and through. <laughs> And I am a Slytherin, which I think 
when people first meet me, they don't believe it. And then I start kind of showing <laughs> a little bit more of my Slytherin side. And I just think it's that ambition. And it's actually, so I did not know what this word meant until I was sorted into Slytherin through Pottermore. And it was shrewd. And so I would mm -hmm. like research it and I would be like, oh, well, what does, what does Slytherin actually mean? And that word kind of really stood out to me and I've always kind of grasped it. And I am a very good judge of character. I can, even from when we were younger, my friends would say, oh, well, what do you think about this person? And I would say, oh, well, you know, this is the read I get off of them. And I've always just been that good judge of character, I think. Yeah, yes, I, I will that. say Shelby talks about The Bachelor with me a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, well, a new season will start and I'll text her and say, oh, this person seems like really nice and like a genuine person. And she'll say, I don't know. Something <laughs> feels off. And then like, you know, six months later, they'll say something racist or do something like really <laughs> awful. And like, like every time she's always right. And these are just people we've never met. <laughs> she's over here just making her potions, reading people through TV even, you know. <laughs> it's all very Slytherin. <laughs> well, you know what's what's really funny is I've never thought of doing a bachelor wax melt. And that moment that you just said that, I was like, oh, I could do bachelor <laughs> wax melts. <laughs> There's a fandom could, there. We could name them after different bachelor and bachelorettes. Yes, or like really uh, famous drama lines or scenes. Yes, I feel a collab coming on. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> so anyway, back to our game. Yeah. <laughs> I do also appreciate that you wore your Slytherin headband and your Ron Weasley sweater for this interview. Yay! <laughs> it was, you know, I, obviously the sweatshirt you kind of can tell and see, but the little piece of detail, I said, I'm going to wear that Slytherin headband. Yes. I know. We're going to have to take a <laughs> screen cap of the Zoom to put it on social. Yes. <laughs> okay. So our pets uh, and their Hogwarts houses, because this is very serious. It's serious business. Serious business. <laughs> uh, let's start with Senior Cat. Okay. So Who Senor, Shelby? <laughs> Senor uh, was adopted from the cat cafe in Orlando. And he, from the moment I met him, he was quiet and kind of just kept to himself. But he shows the true makings of a Slytherin <laughs> in the sense that he is very cunning and he knows exactly what he's doing every minute of every day. Because even if I can't figure him out sometimes, he is very very cunning and he's a big rule breaker so I've always thought of him as a Slytherin. I love that. I feel like we'll get to my cats but I I feel like it might be kind of common for cats to fall in the Slytherin bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think well, so. <laughs> I was wondering that about the dogs too because I also have a dog whose name is Millie and I adopted her my senior year of high school and, you know, she is that through and through loyal dog that she's so patient and she's so loyal. And I was like, she's a Hufflepuff. Absolutely. She is a Hufflepuff. 
Oh, that that's so funny because just to get into the the next one, which is Renly, my puppy, um, that dog cannot be anything but Hufflepuff. Like that's <laughs> exactly what he has to be. He is not brave. He's a little bit dumb. Not that Hufflepuffs are dumb, but I mean, he's just, he's not streetwise in any sense of the word. And he is just a big, lovable, caring dude. Like he is, there's no doubt that he's a Hufflepuff too. So I know neither of you have gotten to meet him in person and he's only, you know, like nine months old, but from what you've seen on Instagram, does that seem correct? (laughs) Yes. 100%. Very lovable. Very sweet. Yes. He's, um, he's named after a Hufflepuff. Well, yeah, Renly Baratheon would be a Hufflepuff. Oh, well, yes. Could... In my opinion, Renly Baratheon would be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yes, my dog is now crossing fandoms here because he's <laughs> in the Thrones and now he's you know, over here. Um, Detective Mittens, who is my big orange fluffy Maine Coon cat, is not named after a fandom. He's just, well, he's named, he's named after, after a very, YouTube video. He's named after a very old YouTube cartoon. You can Google that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> he, I would say he's tough, but I would put him in Gryffindor. And I would put him in that stereotypical category of Gryffindors that are kind of like about the brute force, rush in, ask questions later kind of thing. Um and so kind of Harry Potter himself. He's kind of, yeah. And, and he can be a little shit, kind of like Harry Potter. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he very much is ask questions later. Don't worry about the why right now. Just do it. Um, also, I will probably bite you if you question uh, my decisions. And um, a little bit hot-headed, which I think a lot of Gryffindors are a little bit hot-headed. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Detective Mittens is a hard one at first, but when you think about it, I think he's pretty solidly mm-hmm. Gryffindor. So he breaks the the cat thing, but then when we get into my next cat, Allie, that cat is a Slytherin, 100%. <laughs> um, she is the sweetest thing in the entire world, um, but she is very cunning. Um, she's a very good judge of character, and she's very charismatic. So all of those, I would certainly put her in, in Slytherin. And, you know, she is very happy to mastermind things and let other people take the fall for it in front of her. And she comes out with her hands clean, which I feel like can be a very Slytherin thing, (laughs) depending on which character you're talking about. Um, But I've discovered over the last year or so that she is kind of the one um, directing my other cat and now the puppy to like, wake us up in the morning and she's the one that stirs them up, but we never think it's her doing it. Um, I've also discovered times I thought DM got something out of a drawer. It was her and DM just like tore into it cause he has teeth and she doesn't and then got it for her. But she is definitely the mastermind and very much a Slytherin. She's up there snoozing at the moment as we're talking about it. Just probably agreeing with me. Acting so. all innocent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I just have little pineapple or kitten. He's about five months old and I have actually struggled with this for way too long and I'm still not 100% sure what house he's in. Uh, I don't know if that's just because he's a baby and he's like developing a personality 
but mm-hmm. he's definitely not a Ravenclaw. No. Um, I'd kind of ruled that out, and then we took him to the vet, and she very gently told me he might be a little dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Which he, he's gotten smarter since she said that. Um, <laughs> but he he's not going to be reading under the tree or having, you know, like intellectual game nights or anything. And then sometimes I think he's a Gryffindor, but he has less bravery than me. And he will, I don't know, he ran from Ryan with, what did he, I don't remember what Ryan had, but he runs from everything. (laughs) And on the other hand, he could be a Hufflepuff, but he's very, very sassy, which I don't normally put with Hufflepuffs. But then when we look at Slytherin, I think he would, he's not super cunning either. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there were some sassy Hufflepuffs. I think there are some, especially some of the girls that are in Hufflepuff. I know he's a boy, but gender doesn't really matter. But I'm just (laughs) particularly thinking of some of the female characters were a little sassy (laughs) in Hufflepuff. Wasn't Tonks a Hufflepuff? Or am I wrong? Oh, that's a good question. Because she's incredibly sassy. I would. She is very sassy. Yeah, she was a Hufflepuff. No. Well, maybe Pineapple's a Hufflepuff then. Because yeah, he's very that, loving. That. He wants to be everyone's friend. Mm-hmm. But he's also so sassy. <laughs> and I also feel like Hufflepuff has like this bucket of people that are very um, like creative and some of like the artistic people that are just um, like just sometimes you see someone and you think, I know you're an artist. Like I know. <laughs> Um, and with a name like Pineapple, if he was a person, <laughs> that is exactly who he would be. <laughs> he'd have a, not a fedora. Um, not a fedora. He'd have a, he'd wear a beanie. Or not a beanie, a beret. Oh my God. A beret. Yes, he would wear a beret. <laughs> and maybe a beanie. Maybe I'll put a beanie on him beanie later. Too. I mean, I would love to see uh, Harry Potter beanies for pets. So, if you're looking to branch outside of wax melt, Shelby, that might be it. <laughs> I am incredibly not talented in any creative sense. This is my one little olive branch given to me by the grace of God that I am creative <laughs> with. So no beanies from me, unfortunately, but I bet I could find them. I Somebody bet I could clap. go down on... A... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I feel like I know so much more about our pets now after all that discussion about who they are (laughs) as creatures and individuals, (laughs) which I love. Um, But Shelby, I definitely want to make sure that we get some time in here with you giving your Etsy shop link and all your social handles that you have too. I don't know if you have uh, something other than Instagram, but go ahead and shout all of that out so people can find you. Yeah, I am on Instagram, just like Natalie said. So it is just Mischief Melted. You can also find that through Facebook, which Facebook I don't update too frequently just because I haven't figured out how to get it onto the pages quite yet. But I can get it on Instagram. The Etsy is just etsy.com slash mischief melted. Or if you go on uh, if you go on Etsy, you can type into the search bar mischief melted. 
And I also have a Gmail account that if you wanted to send me your ideas or send me any kind of feedback, it is mischiefmelted at gmail.com. So that is all very, I tried to keep it pretty simple. I did have somebody try to take my name. Oh no. So I think, I think all of them are just mischief melted, I believe, on across the platforms. And I, I, yeah, I tried to keep it simple. I have a 25% off on my shop right now that if anybody was looking for those fall collections, now until Wednesday, everything, every single thing is 25% off. Amazing. Definitely go buy some wax melts. We're all still at home. It's still a pandemic. So you're spending a lot of time in there and you deserve to have it smell wonderful. And why not have it be Harry Potter at the same time? Absolutely. (laughs) Even if you don't like Harry Potter, you can shop by the scent and the scent will, you know, if you don't, if you do like lilac, but you don't like fluffy, you can still buy it. Yeah. You don't, you don't even have to get into all the Harry Potter details if you don't want to. They're still amazing (laughs) without that. But I will say it adds adds a great layer with that. And they last forever. Um, I feel like I warm those things like six or seven times before I swap in a new batch. So that is my, that is my plug as a, a brand advocate for Mischief Melted. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to add, uh, this goes a little outside of Mischief Melted. Um, if you are a huge fan of Harry Potter, like all of us, but not really a fan of JK Rowling anymore, which is very unfortunate, a great way to uh, enjoy your Harry Potter love and connection is to uh, purchase things from Etsy shops like Mischief Melted or other small creators that make Harry Potter themed things. So you can still enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, and it can still be something you love, but you don't have to like J.K. Rowling and that's okay. Yeah, you can enjoy the art and the creativity of a very wonderful, far-reaching fandom. And I recommend you start with Mischief Melted. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. I completely agree. Um, we try to do the best. And by we, I mean me. It's all me. I'm sorry. I use the plural as like a business. And I'm like, it, it honestly, nobody else does it. And that's not me trying to boast myself. It's just me saying it is me. So um, I try my best and I really do put a lot of love and time into it. So if you just wanted to try it, you can try it. And we have samples. Those are also 25% off. So go ahead and try those if you're not sure what you're going to like. But you can still love the Harry Potter fandom without loving J.K. Rowling. We are absolutely behind that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, that was fun. Thank you for being our first official interview. I know that was a little bit of an experiment, so, but it was fun. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for asking me, guys. I was very nervous, but I was... I, I mean, I could talk about Harry Potter all day, so. Yeah. And I feel like I learned so much, too, about the whole process and everything. And I'm like, I've got my little Etsy window open for after we <laughs> wrap up here to order some more. So. <laughs> well, the orders will be made right behind me. So if you put it in, it'll start being made right now. Oh, my gosh. It's a behind-the-scenes look in real time. <laughs> It is a little bit, yes. 
I actually have an order right here just in case you guys were like, oh, well, what does it look like? I have an order like sitting here Ooh. with a lot of the, they ordered a ton of different um, things. And so I, I, I brought them out and oh, the little pumpkins. one of them. So cute. Oh, wait, I love can the I do the, can I do the influencer little? Yeah, with, <laughs> with your hand? Yes, there we go. There we go. Oh, look, look at how well it that works. works. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that's okay, that's all I needed works. to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will definitely post some pictures when we get this episode live too. But thank you again. Um, thank you to everyone who is listening to this episode. As we always say, all 3.5 of our amazing listeners. Hello, mom and husband. Um, and whoever else, actually, I will say, um, over the last couple of months, we've crossed, uh, over 1200 unique downloads, which is exciting. So some of you are out there listening. So thank you, um, for coming on this crazy ranting, raving ride with us. And maybe we'll have Shelby back for Christmas melts to talk about that. Um, and I'm sure you'll see more from Mischief Melted on our Instagram. So Shelby, do you want to do our, our goodbye with us? Absolutely. And say bye, nerds? Okay, great. Absolutely. So that's all for this one. And we'll talk to you all next time. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. <laughs>